0: To learn more, visit uascc.org or United Way NCC.
1: And again, you are listening to Community Matters. We caught up with the United Way of Southern Chautauqua County on how its campaign is going so far. We welcome United Way Southern Chautauqua County Executive Director Amy Roller and Director of Community Impact Lindsay Gould to the WRFA studios today. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello, it's great to
2: be here. Thank you. Thanks for having
1: us. So, we are currently underway with the United Way's annual fundraising campaign. So, can you tell us where, what is the goal for you this year and what are you hoping to accomplish?
2: Well, our goal is $1.3 million, and I continue to be blown away by the generosity of our community. And, and I actually mean that in several different ways. You know, one of the ways that we raise the money that we do is through what's called workplace campaigns. And so we go into workplaces, and employers allow us to do a presentation with their employees and allow those employees to give out of their paycheck. And so, you know, that really makes charitable giving accessible for everyone. You know, when it's $2 or $5 a week or a pay period, you often don't miss it, but collectively it makes a really big difference. And, you know, this year we've been able to go into some employers that we never have before. Um, There's just been a, a great sort of hospitality, I think, to us being there that I've really appreciated. So that generosity comes, yes, in financial contributions that people make, but also in the generosity of their time to allow us the time and space to just give a brief presentation about the impact of those dollars in the community.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are you seeing um, in terms of the biggest needs in Southern Chautauqua County right now?
2: Well, I mean, this isn't gonna surprise anyone because it's in line with what's happening nationally, but, but certainly, you know, Workers and people are feeling the pain of inflation, rising costs of food and basic needs. And for most of us in Chautauqua County, we really fall into that category of of what we at United Way call ALICE. And so that stands for Asset Limited Income Constraint Employed. Uh, We might have traditionally called that group the working poor um, but about 45% of all households in Chautauqua County are in that ALICE category, which means that they're basically kind of on a survival budget, you know, child care expenses, health care expenses, uh, transportation expenses, um, you know, they're sort of often like kind of on the line or on the edge. Um, and when prices go up, it's a real strain for that particular demographic. So those are the needs that we're seeing now. And. With our nonprofit partners, they're experiencing the same needs that our business partners are, which is issues around staffing, keeping staff, finding staff, um, being able to pay staff, really what they're worth, Um, but, but it just becomes a challenge. So, you know, it just goes to say that the need is more than it ever has been for the kind of work that we do at United Way and for the fundraising that we do because oftentimes it's those United Way programs that are kind of the safety net. Uh, and so where government benefits are ending for someone, um, that's where oftentimes the United Way dollars and contributions are stepping in. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's challenging times for a lot of people, but I think we're a community that pulls together and supports each other. That's what I see every day. So I continue to be very hopeful.
1: And at the campaign kickoff in September, we talked about how the pandemic had led to Unite Way to pivot and how it does this campaign. And obviously the pandemic is a lot of things you're just talking about. Inflation is part of where inflation came from was out of the pandemic. So what are some of the things that you have done as an organization to help pivot during the campaign season?
2: You know, certainly, like more electronic ways of giving. You know, people can text to give. Even right now on the radio, if you're listening, you could pull out your phone and you could text "United We Can" to nine one nine 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 and make a donation. You know, right then and there. Uh, Lots of presentations that are now on Zoom with with different companies. We do a Zoom presentation with M and T Bank and all their branches at the same time before. The branches open up in the morning and it's a great way to connect with their employees and a lot more convenient for them than trying to schedule a time where we can come in person and they can get everybody together. Um, And we've, you know, just lots of ways of uh, connecting with people virtually, uh, much more live on Facebook and those sorts of things than we probably ever did in the past. And I think that just generally um, we're thinking more innovatively about everything. You know, you were sort of forced to do it during the pandemic, and now everything we do, we look at it and we say, "Do we have to do it the way we always have, or is there a way we can tweak things, a way we can just approach it differently?" Um, and and so it's 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 sometimes hard work, but it's mostly really enjoyable to think about innovative ways to reach people with the message of giving to United Way. Mm-hmm.
1: And. When we're not in campaign season, obviously, you're doing a lot of allocations and things, but you've also been involved in a variety of other uh, community projects. And one of the things is that the United Way was the lead agency for the Empire State Poverty Reduction Initiative in the city of Jamestown. We call it ESPRI. And I was wondering, you know, that, that, that kind of wrapped up in the last year. And I was curious to how that initiative informed how the United Way here operates.
2: You know, it really, it really did. It was a great time of learning for our organization. It was a very large state grant of over a million dollars to come up with innovative ways and collaborative ways to reduce poverty in the city of Jamestown. And um, you know, we gathered a cross sector task force to to begin to brainstorm ideas for how to do it. And then that task force stayed in place to oversee the work we were doing. Now, I think. What we've learned from that and how it's continued to inform our work is, you know, even recently, we are the backbone agency for the IDEA coalition. So that was publicly launched on Juneteenth of this year. That stands for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Accessibility. And it's essentially, again, a group of cross-sector organizations, business, nonprofit, government, community groups, that are coming together to make sure that Chautauqua County is a place where everyone has an opportunity to belong and thrive, but especially those who have been historically marginalized. And we want to take that same approach we took with Esprit, which is how do we collaborate in this? How can we be innovative in this? And you know, when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility, that's that's cutting across all kinds of issues, you know, whether it's education or it's poverty economic development, you know, that's a great strategy for a strong economic development plan is um, inclusion and diversity. And so we feel like it really fits who we are as United Way. And, um, you know, it's it's not replacing ESPRI, but I think we're learning a lot from um, that initiative that we oversaw for, for, it was really five years. Started in 2016 and formally ended in 2021. But
1: with with Esprit, with the organizations that received the funding uh, through United Way, there were a variety of um, measures they had to uh, meet and or outcomes that were they were looking for. Uh, how did looking at what you because when you al- you allocate money to organizations for, uh, out of the um, the campaign, did you change how you did your outcomes for? regular allocations based on what you saw happening with the ESPRI allocations?
2: That's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say that we changed our four strategic areas of focus or our outcomes, but what we did was we added some outcomes and added some indicators. So everything we do is measurable impact and collective impact, right? So it's not just, you know, what is each individual agency doing and they are sending us data about it, it's that they're collecting the data in a similar way so that we can say collectively what's happening with these programs. And so we added some outcomes around workforce development and training, and that was a big component of ESPRI. We added some outcomes around the reduce, reducing the impact of trauma and substance use disorder in this community. Some of that came from ESPRI. And then of course with added in- outcomes, we have to add indicators. So indicators are the way we're measuring that. So outcome is a sort of a general sort of goal that we're looking to achieve. And then the indicators are how you're gonna measure whether or not you met that goal. So um, so that was that was a change to our sort of traditional allocations that came from ESPRI.
1: Are you finding that organizations are having an easy time of, you know, going, they, they were working off of measurable outcomes before, but are, they. what are you seeing within the community with, you know, with, I guess I really don't have that much historical background, you know, between when Esprit ended and with uh, what you've been doing for decades, but uh, what are you seeing from organizations in their outcomes?
2: You know, um, this is actually a great way for me to turn it over to our Director of Community Impact, Lindsay Gould, because uh, we actually report on that uh, she puts together every year a collective impact report based on that data uh, that comes from those indicators and one of the questions we asked to, to our programs in the last year was what are you seeing as emergency i'm sorry excuse me emerging community needs so lindsay i might turn it over to you and sure. you can talk about what what you heard from our agencies and what really shows up in the report that we've most recently put together?
3: Yeah. So one of the areas, like Amy mentioned, that we do ask for some narrative information from our agencies is those emerging community needs. Uh, Some are surprising, some are not. Uh, There's a lot of barriers that our community is facing, Um, the individuals that we are serving and also those organizations. um, There's many referrals that are always ongoing um, and changing and unique and different. So, So hearing from our agencies and having them share out allows for us to Learn from them, but then it also allows for them to learn from each other. So we share this report not only with our community agencies that we help support, but the community, so they can learn the need, they can see what other organizations are also struggling, and then they can collaborate and work together and learn how they can together combat those um, issues that are that are in the community.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, for. Maybe give an example, because I, we, we were kind of talking generally. I the United Way Southern Stockman, you serve about 42 different programs right now. So uh, wh- who, who are some of the groups that you are working with that you're seeing maybe some collaborations between them based on these outcomes?
3: Yeah, so there's certainly collaborations, and they often refer to them as warm handoffs, and that came from ESPRI. That was a term that was used in a lot of ESPRI reporting and meetings, um, and now we see them reporting that to us just as our community partners about those warm handoffs that they have so just one example is there may be an individual at community helping hands that needs you know assistance and then right there in that same building is the mental health association so that's an easy right there they're they're kind of in the same spot but they refer back and forth to each other um there's many 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 throughout the community that do that whether it's you know serving youth um workforce there's many so we 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 hear these Examples, and then we also encourage them. So we may not, or they may not be collaborating, but we may hear both of their issues or their struggles or something that they're dealing with, and we connect them and we'll we'll link them together so that they can work together to serve our community.
2: One of my favorite examples, I think, of collaboration is uh, the Boys and Girls Club. You know, they serve a lot of youth in this community, and both Striders and Prevention Works they come to their site and they run programs. With those kids, and so instead of, you know, having those trying to get those kids to them, they're actually kind of pushing in to where the kids already are hanging out, right? Which is the boys and girls club. So that's a great example of collaboration. The Girl Scouts, um, for a time, was running a troop there, um, and so you see that all the time because they're working with a lot of the same families and kids, but they have their own niche and their own sort of ability to build those relationships with families. And so they're really kind of partnering with each other to wrap around to make sure that they get the kind of help and support they need.
1: What, what else is um, this collective impact report? What else can, is in there that people might find interesting uh, if they were to go to your website and, and to look it up?
3: Something that I I think is awesome is we have shown in this impact report uh, impacts over time and investments over time. So we date back to I think 2015 in this report, all the way up to this past funding cycle. And you can see how in academic success, the impacts that we've had, the number of collective impacts between all of the programs that we serve, and then also the investments by the United Way, which is a result of a successful campaign. So that's why our campaign season is so important. Um, You hear about it, you see it, we're out in the community, but then that money goes directly right back into the community in the other season um, that we do have at the United Way, and that's for funding the organizations that need it.
2: I think, too, to bring it back to something I mentioned earlier on, I, I had mentioned Alice when we were talking, and in this report... Um, Not only did our agencies mention how they're serving, you know, these ALICE households, but we have a hyperlink in the report. So if you want to learn more about ALICE, you can simply click. And there is a a wonderful website with all kinds of data about ALICE um, in not only Chautauqua County, but New York State and uh, nationwide. And so there's a lot of resources in this report for the community to learn more. Um, You know, there's... um, so The benefits cliff actually comes up a lot in mm-hmm. um, the reports that agencies share with us. That's an unfamiliar term to a lot of people, but essentially the benefits cliff is um, if you are someone who has been the recipient of some kind of public assistance benefit, whether it's, you know, heap or food stamps or, um, you know, health insurance, and you, you get a job, sometimes taking a raise of only 25 cents an hour or adding hours per week, then actually um, takes those benefits away from you and leaves your family in worse condition. So a lot of families actually make choices between working more, which they want to do to increase their income, and health insurance. Uh, and that's not really a tenable choice. And so there's some great information out there for employers, for nonprofits, for the community about the benefits cliff. Um, and some of the challenges around that, and maybe some of the things that we can be doing in a policy on a policy level to change that. So so it's a great resource not only to learn how United Way programs are doing, but just to to learn more about some of the issues that exist, you know, and resources that exist in the nonprofit sector. We have hyperlinks to the New York State Education Department, to the census data, the most recent census data. so people can see for themselves, you know, some of, some of the sort of baseline information, uh, in our community.
3: And I'll add that we are talking all about this, but it can be found right on our website. Uh, this is the collective impact report. So if you go to the United Way of Southern Chautauqua County's website, it is, it is clickable and you can download it and it's pretty and colorful, but it is compiled from all of that data that we keep talking about and the information that we learn from our community partners, but we make it in a nice deliverable, format for everybody to look at.
2: Agreed. Not all of us, including myself, like are ready to go to like the U.S. Census website and slice and dice the data. So we sort of try and do that a little bit for folks in this report. Um, One thing I sort of found very hopeful and inspiring in the report is we actually compared high school graduation rates from New York State um, since 2018 to uh, this past year and then the graduation rates in United Way-funded programs with kids. And the difference is like really significant. You know, you have about a 95% graduation rate for kids who are involved with United Way programs. And, you know, the typical one for New York State is somewhere around 73%. So so what what it shows is that these programs are having an impact, they're making a measurable difference in the outcomes that we have identified around, you know, kids entering school to learn, ready to learn to uh, staying on track to graduate so that they're career and college ready.
1: We are in the season of giving right now, and that leads, of course, to ask about how people can support the United Way campaign. You've mentioned some of these, but whether it's through workplace or, or texting, but so what are some of the ways that people can donate to the campaign to help fulfill all these things that you've been talking about?
2: Julia, you know what I would say to your listeners is please just donate, in some fashion, send a check. You know, text to give. Go on our website, click the donate button. When you click that donate button, you can also watch our campaign video. And and I say that because if you look at the list of agencies that we support and fund, I am telling you, every single person in this community, in some way, has benefited from these supports and services. Someone they love, their family, their kid, you know, um, their parent or grandparent. We've all been on that side where we needed the supports and services. And I think we can all be on the other side, which is we can be the ones providing the help through volunteering and through giving. And it doesn't have to be a lot. You know, the, the sort of the thing I love most about United Way is is it's more about everybody doing their part and doing a little bit. So it's not difficult for them. But when everyone's collectively doing it, it makes a big impact You know, our goal for a long time has been $1.3 million. Hasn't changed much in the last several years. But honestly, when you look at the participation among Chautauqua County residents, if everybody or even 50% gave like a dollar a day, right? $52. Or I'm sorry, $365 and a dollar a week, whatever, any of those things, if we could get more people to just give a little bit. We would be able to do twice that much. I am positive we could raise that much. So um, that's kind of my plea. People hear me talk about giving to United Way all the time. They're probably sick of me saying things about it. Um, but I really believe it. I believe that we each don't have to do much, but but let's do something.
3: And something great, too, is you give to the United Way, but then you know that what you give goes Amongst 42 programs in the community. You know, we might feel passionate about one or another, but you know that you can have you could be part of that collective impact with the, with the funds that you do donate.
2: And 100% stays local. I always have to say that 100% stays local. <laughs> yes. uh, I cannot say that enough that every single dollar raised here stays here mm-hmm. so that it can help people who live and work here.
1: Amy and Lindsay, are there any, is there anything else you'd like to talk about or anything I'd uh, like to add to for today?
2: You're right, it's the giving season. We're about to enter into the holidays. Um, and so I just, I'm just i just grateful for this community and their spirit of generosity.
1: Okay. Well, I would like to thank both of you for coming in today to talk more about the United Way. And uh, for our listeners, just so you know, the United Way is someone that does support WRFA with some programming here, so we will provide that, that disclosure. But thank you once again for coming in to talk with us.
3: Great to be here. Thank you.